So do you think that's what it's going to be like? Or maybe 10, 20, a million times greater than that? That was obviously Handel's Messiah, the Hallelujah Chorus from Handel's Messiah, sung by the uh, Royal Choral Society of London. They've sung it, the whole, Handel's Messiah, the whole thing, every Good Friday since 1847. That is dedication. This morning's uh, uh, passage is, is very similar to this, but totally different. So let's turn to that. Revelation 19, verses 1 through 5. That's page uh, 1039 in the Blue Bibles. After this, I heard what seemed to be the loud voice of a great multitude in heaven crying out, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belong to our God, for His judgments are true and just. For He has judged the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her immorality, and has avenged her, avenged on her the blood of his servants. Once more they called out, Hallelujah! The smoke from her goes up forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God, who was seated on the throne, singing, Amen! Hallelujah! And from the throne came a voice saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, you who fear him, small and great. So what is heaven so excited about? Well, it's the same thing we've been talking about now for a month and a half. It started back in in verse 16, if you remember, when um, Eric was preaching and he talked about that Armageddon was going to happen. And at the sight of Armageddon, all the kings of the world were going to get brought together. And then we saw in 17 how Babylon, which we identified as the fallen world, the world's systems and governments that were created by man and were inhabited by man, that they were going to be destroyed by the beast, and the beast is the, the demonic forces led by Satan. And so in, in that process, God was going to use Satan to destroy the world. And then in 19, the last three weeks, John has been preaching on and observing on in 18 how the Babylon's going to be destroyed and in that process um, all the merchants, all the rulers, everybody that got their wealth and power from Babylon are going to watch that that they invested their whole life in be destroyed. And that brings us to today to 19. The Great Celebration. How many of you ever watched a movie about the destruction of the world? There's been a lot of them. In fact, according to Wikipedia, pre-1950, there were four. And then in the 50s, there were 12. In the 60s, 23. In the 70s, 35. And then in the 80s, 35 also, because we all know how great the clothing and music were of the 80s. Nobody wanted it to end. I asked in the first service, one good song from the 80s. No one came forward. I I asked that question again. One good (laughs) song. Okay, so 80s, 35, and then the 90s, 53, 2063. And then in this decade, there's already been 70 movies. That's 10 a year 
about the destruction of the world. It's almost 300, and 46 of them have been, 46 percent have been in the last 16, 17 years. Now I know they're making more movies. But clearly it shows an obsession that movie makers and thus moviegoers, that's all us, have with this topic. Now, in most of these, the world doesn't get completely destroyed. Some, some hero somehow bravely finds a way to save the total destruction of the world, and so they have to somehow start over or do something or go underground or some other thing. And what's the cause in all these movies? Well, it varies. My favorite is the aliens coming to invade. I remember when I was in seventh grade, I watched my first alien destroying the earth movie. Still scarred by it, but others are asteroids slash meteors that come and hit the earth. Then there's the animals that take over. You've seen those. But by far the biggest cause or the biggest result are humans. I mean, we have the the nuclear human messing up, the eco-disaster, that's a more popular one recently, the out-of-control disease where humans create something and it gets out of control, and then my my favorite, still the most recent, is the tech takeover, where technology takes over the world. The movie makers see see this uh, topic through the lens of humans, that the, the humans are the ones that decide What's going to happen? And that the humans mess up, and the messing up, they destroy the earth. It's as if God gave them this earth, and then, then how, what happens on the earth is totally dependent upon humans. The element that's missing almost unanimously is God. Now, the bad is always represented by bad people. You know, movies always get a bad people. And the good is always represented by good people. And the bad people are trying to destroy the earth and the good people are trying to save the earth. And that seems like the universal theme. Yet the Bible tells us that's not the way it's going to be. But the good forces of good and evil are real. And we've been talking about that for, for weeks. And there are forces that oppose God, but God will reign in the end. So it starts off in verse 1. After this, I heard what seemed to be the loud voice of a great multitude in heaven crying out, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belong to the Lord. After this, that's the destruction, again, of Babylon, or the destruction of the fallen world as we know it. There's a great multitude. Now, how many is a great multitude? I don't know, but I think it's a lot. How many heavenly beings are there? I don't think there's a census that I know of, but there's a lot. And they cry out in a loud voice, saying, Hallelujah. Now, Hallelujah is a, a, a word that we're very familiar with. We, we sing it on Sunday mornings, we hear it all the time, yet this is the only place in the New Testament, this chapter, that you can find the word Hallelujah. It's actually a, a Greek, in the New Testament, it's a Greek translated word, transliterated word, from two Hebrew words. And the Hebrew words mean praise Yahweh or, or God. Praise God. And it's often translated in the Old Testament as praise the Lord. But this is the only place in all the New Testament that we find it. 
See, it, it's, it's fascinating to me how this, this great contrast that we have. We have the weeping and mourning that we saw in 16 and 18 at the destruction of the world. The world's all upset about the destruction of these systems, and that's what we'd see in movies, and yet heaven is celebrating. And along with it, as we'll see, the, the people of God that are on earth. And it says, salvation and glory and power belong to our Lord. All that is embodied here. The power of God is on display as He destroys evil and the world's systems that are evil. And in the process, He saves His people. And all of that displays His glory. Nothing says more about salvation, glory, and power than, than this topic we've been talking about for weeks. We won't know our salvation until this day. This is the day we long for. This is the day that we are saved, that we're actually saved from something. I always ask people, I say, you know, you say you're saved. What are you saved from? Um, hell. Have you been to hell? Have you experienced hell? Okay, some of us have on earth, but that was the 80s. <laughs> I got that theme going. It wasn't a good decade. Uh, what we're going to be saved from is that which is happening in this story. The destruction and eternal punishment of the lost, unredeemed world. So nothing speaks more powerfully to God's power, to our salvation, and to His glory than this right here. Now it goes on. Hallelujah. For His judgments are true and just. For He has judged the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her immorality and has avenged on her the blood of the servants. His judgments are true and just. Do you believe that? Do you? You know, as a pastor, I get asked every once in a while, somebody come up to me and say, you know, a spouse, a child, a parent maybe, died some years back, and they'll say, do you think they went to heaven? This often happens when the person asking the question has come to faith, has come to understand, and they're now worried about their deceased loved one as to where they're at. Why well, I usually lead them in a discussion of what it means to be saved and what does faith look like, and I ask them some questions. Usually I've never met the person. Then I remind them that we are not the judge. We won't make that decision. And then I always take them to a discussion of do they trust God? Do they trust God with their loved one to do what is right, just, and good? It's a tough topic. But it's a journey I've traveled myself. My father died when I was 29. And I didn't come faith until I was 36. Now, when my dad died, quite frankly, I... Heaven, hell, Christ, who cared? 
My dad was dead. But when I came to faith many years later, I started to think about my dad. Now, as far as I was alive, as far as I knew, my dad went to church because my mom would drag him there. But he didn't really know Jesus Christ that I knew of. And so I started to process this idea of of being in Christ and coming to faith and, and that's what it meant to be saved and that's what it meant to be able to have eternally with God in heaven, I started to think, where is my dad? And at times it was painful, it was difficult. I knew where I wanted to have my dad. I know what I wanted to have happen, but I'm not that judge. I don't decide. And slowly after years and years I got to the point where I accepted the justice and the righteousness of God. That my God, my God, the God, did what was right for my dad situation. Whether that's heaven or hell, I don't know. But I trust God. Because outside of God, I don't know what's right and wrong. Outside of God, I don't know what righteousness is. Outside of God, I don't know what is right. So for my loved ones, I trust His justice. For myself, I trust His justice. Verse 3, once more they called out hallelujah. The smoke from her goes up forever and ever. That speaks to the eternal aspect of her judgment, eternal punishment. It also symbolically shows it's in response to what we saw back in verse, or chapter 8, verse 4, when the the smoke of incense, which were the prayers of the saints, went up to heaven, crying out to God for his justice and judgment. See, the, the world's being destroyed that was opposed to God. That which is being destroyed are the enemies of God and the enemies of the kingdom of God. And then verse 4 And the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God who is seated in the throne saying, Amen, Hallelujah. The worship leaders of Revelation, the 24 and the four, they bow down and they worship and they say, Amen, Hallelujah. The only other place that phrase is found in the Bible is in Psalm 106. And the context of Psalm 106 is when the nation of Judah has been destroyed and the Israelites or the Jews are are in exile throughout the kingdom and they are calling out to God, asking for salvation and to be brought home to their homeland. And they trust God for that. And when He does that, they say, they will say, Blessed is the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Let all the people say, Amen, Hallelujah, praise the Lord. 
They knew that Babylon was not their home. And they're trusting God to bring them back. In verse 5, and, the and from the throne came a voice saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, you who fear him, small and great. It ends with a voice from heaven calling out to all of God's people on earth, the millions of people to rise up and to join in this chorus of hallelujah and praising God for His greatness. Whenever I hear the hallelujah chorus, i got to be honest, I'm moved. I didn't even know the first time I heard it what I was hearing. And I was just overwhelmed. You know, there's a tradition. When they first performed it in London, which was the second performance ever of this Handel's Messiah, the king was present, and, and the king stood up just because of the magnificence of the Hallelujah Chorus. And when the king stands, everybody stands. And so for 150 years, it's been a tradition that when that is played, that the people stand. It's interesting. Brings us to a question. 300 movies, and all of them see the destruction of the world as a bad thing. In fact, the worst thing that can happen. The reason why there are so movie, many movies about this topic is because in most people's minds, it's the worst thing that can happen. And yet here, heaven and all of the kingdom of God are celebrating and worshiping God for having destroyed that world. How do you see it? Is this your home? Is this what you live for? Is this the most important thing you have? Or are you just passing through? Is this just a, a period of time in your life, but you really long for that day when you get to be fully in the kingdom of God, spending eternity with Him, where all pain is gone, all sickness, all illness, all conflict, everything that we know in this fallen world is gone, and all that's left is God and His kingdom. Will you be one of those on this great day, celebrating the destruction and awaiting the new birth of heaven and earth, redeemed, transformed, and beautiful. Let's pray. Gracious Father, we acknowledge that our lives can be all about this world. That can be really almost the only thing that matters. We acknowledge that at times we get so caught up in it that we forget that this world is 
well, an enemy of yours. And Lord, we, we, just, we just pray that you give us clarity of understanding, clarity of vision, that if we're in your Son, Jesus Christ, that we have an inheritance. And this life that we're living, we are to live for you and to live with the thought of what is to come. Help us understand what it means to be in your Son, Jesus Christ, what it means to be saved, what it means to look forward to that glorious day. Help us understand that this is not the best. This is merely a shadow, a brief glimpse of the fantastic, glorious kingdom that awaits us. Speak that truth into our hearts. And if there's anyone here today that looks forward to that day with anticipation but within concern or worry, speak to their hearts, open their eyes to the truth, and bring them to your Son. It's in His mighty name, the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.